Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. Don't miss Chelsea versus Spurs on Super Sunday. Live only on Sky Sports. So it's been a brilliant week for Shamrock Rovers. Their 2-1 win in North Macedonia against Guppy, giving them a 5-2 victory on aggregate in the Europa League qualifier. It means that Rovers are guaranteed a place in the group stage of the Europa Conference League, but it could get even better than that. They play Ferenc Varos over the next fortnight, the first leg this day next week in Hungary before they welcome them to Tala with a place in the group stage of the Europa League on the line. A league race has been a key part of Shamrock Rovers' success this season. And over the past few seasons, a rock in the heart of their defence. And I'm delighted that he's with us this evening. How are you keeping, Lee? Nathan, how are we doing? Not too bad. Thanks for having me. You, uh, you got back home safe and sound? Uh, we did, yeah. We did. Um, we were due to land in Shannon. But, um, that didn't happen. They tried to waste the land. And uh, we eventually got landed in Dublin, thank God. So it actually worked out uh, Looked out a bit better for us. Yeah, it's been a it's been a brilliant couple of weeks. In terms of the performance on Tuesday night, going there with the three one lead, like the importance of that late Gary O'Neill goal to give you the two goal cushion. What was Stephen Bradley's message going out there when you had that lead to defend? Um, to be fair, he was still telling us to go and you know win the game and put it to bed um, as early as we could because. The team when we went to Malta, we had a 3 0 lead um, against Hibernians, and we kind of sat in a bit more and were a bit more defensive. But this time around, um, we were we were a bit more attacking and we went for it. And um, I thought we played very well and, and we were deserving of the win. Um, which, yeah, it was a great night all around. Mm. There's been a lot of talk, I think, post the game of learning lessons from from this season's European campaign, from last season's European campaign. That bit about you know maybe been a bit more aggressive, a bit more ambitious, going out and and trying to win the game rather than sitting back. Is that a basically a culmination of all those games, even the first Ludogorets game of of maybe at times having too much respect for teams? Yeah, I think so. Because I think we're at our best when we're in we're in uh, the opposition faces, you know, pressing high, winning the ball back with high and. And punishing teams that way, um, I think that's when we're at our best. Um, we're just full of energy and 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 win the ball, as I said, in their half and and, and play from there. Um, now, in saying that, we we didn't do too bad of a job over in Hibernians. I know there were different opposition and mm. stuff. We're a bit more defensive, but I think we are. We're we're a much better team, and we all um we all do our jobs when we're when we're doing it our way. And um, that's what the that's what the manager said: just do it our way, be ourselves. And I think we did that. Yeah, be yourselves, but also it does seem slightly different than domestically, where I guess because Shamrock Rovers are the league leaders, the champions, you, you do get a huge amount of possession and you can have a lot of that in your own half and be patient. It feels that, particularly since the Ludogrets home game, that they've been a bit more direct. Yeah, it's fair to say that, um, especially with Dillonoy, especially with Rory and, and Aaron Green up front and. Um, Two big physical men, two of them can play ball as well, but they're they're two good um two good uh, targets to hit. Um, so we know if we spin balls down channels, the lads will, will, will run the channels all day for us, and they're very good at holding the ball up. So yeah, you could definitely say we're a, a tad bit more direct when the two lads are playing on top. But um, yeah, what were you celebrating on Tuesday night? Is it the guarantee of the place in the Conference League, or is it the progression to the next round of the Europa League qualifiers? Um, a bit of both, I'd say. I think it's just it was a bit more of relief, you know. 
we wanted to do it so many years now and we've been building towards this and last year obviously we just missed out um, so to get it over the line obviously now we're fully focused obviously first on Derry um, and then next week then on Ferran Carros um, I think we're going to give it a right rattle and, and see what happens but I think the other night we were just celebrating just getting it over the line because last year as I said we were so close and this we always said this year we want to go that step further and, and thankfully we did the other night yeah, because listen, you've become the dominant force domestically, but when teams remember great League of Ireland teams, it, it really is on, on what they do in Europe, and it's probably what separates Dundalk, it's what separates the Shamrock Rovers team of a decade ago. They went on, they qualified for group stages. Is that something you've spoken about, that as much as you want that domestic success, as much as you want another league title, actually, if you're to leave a real legacy, it's probably going to come through European football? Yeah, you do. You hear everyone talking about them teams from the past that have made the group stage. And as you said, they're, they're always for that. So we want to be part of that uh, that history as well. Um, and it's obviously something that drives on. You want to be part of history. And, and, and thankfully, we did it there and we did last year. We were so close. And felt like we left it behind us. So this year really meant a lot to us. And, um, and yeah, thankfully, thankfully, we did it. Yeah. It, it is something of a free shot because financially there's not an enormous difference between Europa League and Conference League. This probably is more actually for the players because there will be a difference in quality of opposition between Europa League and Conference League and you could argue maybe Conference League games are more winnable but the glamour ties there's probably a few more of them in the Europa League. Yeah, definitely. As I said, there there might be easier games in the Conference League but you'll get the more glamorous ties then in the Europa League so yeah, look, it is a bit of a free hit but we want to we want to be the best we can be and, and get into the best competition we can get into, which was obviously the Europa League out of the two. So that'll be our full focus come next week. Um, yeah, that's what we'll be looking to do. Hopefully get a good result over there and then obviously bring it back to Thailand and, and see what happens. Uh, Stephen Bradley was in here a few months ago just really interesting guy in his coaching journey and you know even as a as a player at a, a very young age taking a real interest in the coaching side knowing that that's the way he would want his career to go can you talk about his influence and the style and you know playing at three in the back and you on the left of that back three what you know what his instructions are to you um, to be fair to all of us he just tells us to play to play our, our own games he he picked the squad to be fair. He picked his players very, very carefully. Um, he doesn't just sign players out of nowhere. He picks them very carefully. He gets in the right type of player that he wants and then just tells you to, to play your own game. Um, it's taken him a few years to get the squad as you have to build it now. Um, and yeah, I just think he's brilliant. He, he, he doesn't leave any stone unturned. Um, the detail that the both him and the coaching staff go into when we're playing opposition teams, especially in Europe, because you don't know that the opposition players and stuff, you get you get so much information. Um, and as I say, Jay, he leaves no stone unturned. And I just, yeah, I think he's a very, very good manager. What did he say after the defeat in, in Ludogorets? Because there's been a lot spoken about the concession of the third goal in particular. And at that stage of the game, away from home, 2-0 down, particularly with the way the second leg, even in hindsight, we look back and go, what might have been? You know, trying to play it out from the back, getting caught out, conceding that late third goal. Like, was there was there a feeling that that was the wrong decision at the wrong time? Or is that actually, you know, that's how he brought you up to play, that he wants you to play in the first minute or the 90th minute he wants you to play a certain way not to be fair he'd always tell us to play um, but obviously over there I think it was the 93rd minute so I actually didn't know, know how late it was 
Um, I think in that instance, he, he wants us to, to go along and he wants us to take it upon ourselves to do that, you know. Um, he just said it was a bit naive from, from us as a team, which it was, to be fair, and, and, and naive from myself, um, especially. I look back on it now and kick myself over. So if I had known there were 30 seconds left, I obviously just would have kicked it. But look, hindsight is a great thing. Um, but no, I think that late on in games, supposed to be games like that, whereas their 2-0 would have would have really helped us. Mm. Um I think in that instance, obviously, you'll, you'll always go along. But no, other than that, um, you'll always want to play out the back. You'll always want us to be us um, and, and don't come away from what we do. Because that, I thought, was so noticeable in the second leg against Luda Goretzka. And I was out in Tallinn. It was one of those, like, there's three minutes left and the ball is out on the right-hand side. And you're just saying, lump it in. Like, lump it in. There's two minutes left. Just get it in there. And actually, like, the goal that Shamrock Rovers created for Idamu Amaku, like, the quality of possession, the build-up, with two minutes to go in a huge European game where you're desperate for a goal. Like, everything suggests in Irish football history, we go long, get the big man in there. Like, it, it, there was probably no greater goal that shows the philosophy that's there of Bradley. I know it didn't count for anything in the end, but two minutes from time against that quality opposition to still do the right thing at the right time says an awful lot about about how Shamrock Rovers are taught to play the game yeah he always he constantly says it um, to be us and, and, and do what we do and don't come away from it and, and, and trust the process um, and to be fair it, it does work a lot of the time um, you'll very rarely see us in the 90 minutes lump the ball along now sometimes obviously you might have that um, but more often than not you'll you'll see us to try play play through the lines and, and break teams down that way I think that's as you said that's his philosophy and we're all after buying into it now there's a lot of us here that the cover the group is here with a, a nice few years so we're after buying into it and anyone that comes in buys into it straight away as well and um, yeah that's his philosophy and, and I don't think we'll change are you the uh, are you the teacher's pet out in Rovers? Because any time I go out, there seems to be changes, four or five changes to the starting team. You look at the strength and depth that's there with Pico Lopez been out at the moment, Jack Byrne just coming back to fitness among the substitutes, Graham Burke was on the bench the last night, Neil Ferrugia. Uh, you seem to start every game. Uh, <laughs> Loading down the teacher's pet. Um, <laughs> you might have to ask a few other players that, but uh, no, I wouldn't say I'm the teacher's pet. Look, if, if I'm fit um, and I'm playing well, then... Obviously, I, I'm being picked, but look, there's a few injuries within, within the squad throughout the year as well, and I've had my own few injuries as well. I've missed one or two games. Um, but look, I just try to put myself in the best position um, every day in the training pitch and every match, just try to work as hard as I can, do my best, and, and obviously give the give the gaffer a, a headache um, with his team selection. And as do all the rest of the players, we've, we've such a good squad now. We've two and three players in every position. Um, so it's a good headache for the manager to have but no, as I said I just I, I work as hard as I can during the week and and, and yeah the rest take care of themselves Your own personal story is interesting particularly in light of the conversation that's going on around the League of Ireland at the moment and it's been seen as a really young league maybe one of the youngest leagues in Europe I know Shamrock Rovers average age is probably a bit higher than most but you know an average age of most squads of 23-24 that it's seen as a league players come in they make their name, and as we've seen over this transfer window, they progress on to English football. Like You didn't really start out until sort of 22-23, and certainly didn't make that progression to Shamrock Rovers to much later in your career. Yeah, I think I went to Wexford when I was 20, I think I was 21, and then I didn't come to Rovers, I think I was 24, maybe 25, so yeah, it was a fairly late start, you could say I was playing a bit of catch-up. Um, Why was that? I'm not too sure. Obviously, as I was growing up, I used to go on all the all the trials down in Watford, and I've never picked for anything. And 
were too small and all that kind of stuff and whatever reasons they gave they gave at the time but um, I just I thought that, I thought the route had gone then and I thought my time had passed so I, I went down the route of the army and, and funnily enough that's how I actually got into the League of Ireland in the army I played with the Irish army team in, in the Euros in France and um, and a few of the players I played with played with Wexford and they they gave me name to Shane Keegan and he joined me for Wexford then and the, and the rest of history as they say but yeah it's a, it a fairly late coming alright Yeah your ears must be burning on a Friday night when we do League of Ireland late night as uh, Shane takes credit every single Friday night for your uh, progression in your career I know to be fair to Shane not to thank Shane for um, he obviously took a chance on signing me from me junior club Carrick and I back in the day um, and he obviously brought me from, from Wexford to full-time football with Galway. So, yeah, as I said, I have a lot to thank Shane. And I still, I still send Shane the odd message here and there. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a top man. I was talking to him before about about that fact that you were one of the late developers. I remember him making the point that you're, you're born in December, right? Yeah, the 1st of December. Yeah, yeah and, like, there, you know, been studies done, not just in the League of Ireland, but around football of players born in that latter half of the year and how much of a disadvantage they're at. And I think at one stage there was a study done that only five players born in the last three months of the year were in action in the League of Ireland, which is, you know, a remarkable situation. When you look back on, on your younger years, like, was that a factor, do you feel, that, that you were you were not quite fully developed as those who were maybe 10, 11 months older than you at, at underage level? Uh, 100%. Um, I remember that piece you're on about. I think Shane sent it to me or he mentioned me in it. I've definitely seen it. Um, I definitely played, uh, had an impact because um, there was a few of my friends that, that were my age but they were born in January and they were getting, they were making teams I wasn't making a year younger, you could say. Um, and I felt I was a better player than them and I'm sure it is probably agree now because there's not too many of them playing anymore but, mm. yeah. but yeah it definitely had an impact it was always the smallest at the trials um, I was just yeah I was just physically wasn't ready um, and I probably looking back now it definitely did it did hamper me um, but you see it nowadays it doesn't matter how big or small you are I think the, the physicality side of that definitely growing up is kind of going away um, smaller players are getting more of a look I just didn't have a chance when I was smaller unfortunately yeah, like you, it does make you wonder how many players missed out on opportunities just by the end of the month they were born in. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I went to so many trials and I was always told I was too small. Um, and because uh, you hear that a lot from players who don't, ma- you know, who don't make it at, at underage level and go on to success. That like they're like, is that a coach? Is that is that the feedback you're getting? Like, and how do you respond yeah, we- to that when you're fourteen, fifteen? Actually, I remember the, the Kennedy Cup Kennedy Cup year I was I went down for the trials me and one of my close mates still is one of my close mates went for the trials and, and he made the team and I didn't and I was told I was too small and my father gave me the bad news and so I started balling so that's how I took it anyway um, but as I got older I just had to just had to deal with it and, and keep trying and keep trying and at under 18 I eventually made an, an interleague team at Waterford first kind of team I ever made it was the best players in the Water League and I played against the other leagues um, yeah so I just had to keep trying yeah like and the Kennedy Cup is you know it's the centre of the universe for anybody who's trying to get in one of those squads at the time like that must just be devastating because also like it's not something you can affect in any way like you just you, you just have to wait for nature to take its course it's not as if you can go out and train a little bit harder the people are making those sort of judgments and not 
just helping to try the player progress, the more naturally talented player, just trying to get, even at that young age, the big lad into the squad? Yeah, there was a lot of big lads, to be fair. The trials I was on for the Kennedy Cup that year, there was a lot of big lads. And funnily enough, most of them were picked. Um, I'm not saying they weren't bad players, but they just had the physicality and, and that stands to you a lot when you're a, when you're a young kid. So um, I didn't start, I didn't sprout up from that many height till I was probably 15, 16, but sure, at that at that stage I thought it was too late. So um, yeah, I just I set me set me sights on the army and, and yeah, that was it. Would you see then that your ambitions for football are very different from a lot of the players that you're in the squad with, where it's you know it's such a mix of players who've been abroad, who've who've played at a very high level abroad, some who've come back, quite a few players who would expect to go abroad over the next couple of years. Like it, it, the League of Ireland is was that always once you'd missed out initially, was that always the dream to just get to that level and play football and for that to be your job? Yeah, it was always the dream to obviously play football as my job. Um, Honest, I, I didn't care where. Um, it was always my dream to, to do it. And obviously, when the time came and I was in the army and I had that choice between staying or, or leaving for Galway, I had to make that decision because I would have kicked myself if I never tried it. Um, it was a big decision at the time, but um, one that I, I definitely don't regret. Hmm. How did you enjoy army life? I know, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I say it many a times when I'm doing um, pieces like this, I say it. I, I have no regrets from joining the army. Um, I wouldn't be here without it because obviously that's how I, I got in contact with Shane at the time. So, um, no regrets. I loved it. Loved all the outdoor stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um, there was times obviously it was tough when I was training and that, but um, all in all, no, I have no regrets and, and very much enjoyed my time. So, in terms of what's next, uh, you know, there have been some articles over the last couple of days about potential fixture lists between now and the end of the season and it's going to be pretty relentless with two games a week and even then it's hard to squeeze all the matches in between now and the end of the season. Uh, up to Derry tomorrow night, like it, it was a blessing in disguise that your flight ends up being diverted back to Dublin. So I know Stephen Bradley was, you know, he used the opportunity in victory to vent his frustration at what's been going on with the flight situation and not being able to get back into Dublin. Uh, like what what have the last 48 hours been like? Have you been able to have a session? Because, you know, tomorrow's one of the biggest nights of the domestic season. Uh, win tomorrow night for Shamrock Rovers and, you know, probably puts a big enough gap that, you know, Derry are out of it. Uh, but all talk has been about Europe. All talk has been about those that flight situation. What have you, what have you actually been able to do to prepare for the game? Yeah, well, we obviously landed yesterday morning, Wednesday morning. Um, obviously, we Wednesday off then just to, to regroup and recover and get some rest and obviously um, get the legs up and and regroup for today. Then we got we got a session done today. Um, um, and yeah, we're we're ready for duty. As you said, it's, a, it's an absolutely massive game. Um, there's no point trying to say it's not. I know all the talk the last few weeks. Europe and stuff like that but you have to be able to you have to be able to go away in Europe and, and come back and do the business in the league as well that's why we we want to be in this position um, and you know these games are going to be like that you're going to be playing every three and four days so we can't be giving out about the, the schedule um, we want to be here um, and for every other team in the league we want to be in our position so we're fully focused now on Derry and um, the European talk is, there's nothing no European talk within within the doors of our train, tra- training around this morning um all focuses on Derry and uh, yeah we're looking forward to it 
Yeah, because we saw what happened with Sligo and St. Patrick's Athletic and the difficulties they had in in the FAI Cup in trying that quick turnaround. Obviously, you know, the game was on Tuesday, but the league match is tomorrow night, so it's a similar scenario for Shamrock Rovers. You say there's there's no real talk of Europe. Who are the guys in the dressing room that are making sure everybody stays focused? To be fair, a lot of it's coming from the staff. There's a lot of senior lads within our group now, as you said, our, our average age is obviously one of the highest in the league, so there's a lot of senior, senior pros within the direction. Um, myself, Pico, Rona Finn, Rory Gaffney, Sean Hall, then I'm springing to mind they're all, they're all leaders and there's, there's plenty more that I didn't mention. Um, I just have to mention the older lads there, but you know, look, we, we know ourselves, it's it's not easy coming home from Europe and, and playing three or four days later, but um, we have to be ready and we will be ready and um, as I said, we're going to watch so there's been no videos watched of Ferenc Farros just yet? No, no, definitely not. There's been no mention. Um, as, soon as, as soon as the plane landed in, in Dublin the other day, it was all the focus on Derry. Um, and look, that's the way it has to be. Derry are a, a top, top side. Um, if we if we don't treat them with respect as we do the European games, then, then they'll turn us over, especially up there. It's, it's going to be a tough game. It's a tough place to go. But um, as I said, we're, we're, we're looking forward to it and uh, it should be a good game. All right, Lee, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Very best of luck over the next few weeks. Nathan, thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, Lee Grace there of Shamrock Rovers. As you said, they're playing Derry City tomorrow night in the League of Ireland. And then over to Hungary next Thursday night, uh, they take on Ferenc Varos in that Europa League playoff. All our football and off the brawl is brought to you by Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Don't miss Brentford versus Man United On Saturday Night Football Live Only on Sky Sports